welcome to episode 89 of the Drug Friend Podcast. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Travis. That over there is Alex. And right in between us, Alex, right right in the middle seat, we got our pal Top Spot back in action. Top, thanks for coming back. Hey, no problem, actually. Thanks for, for welcoming me back. Feels great to be here. Dude, we gotta have you back. You were on, what was it, episode like 14. I don't know why Way the numbers Way back in the day. Long time ago. Back in 2020. All oh, those... <laughs> Those 2020, we had no idea what was in store back then, huh? Mm. We were I think it. we did at that point. We yeah, did by, by then, then, it was uh, okay. pretty obvious. It was bad news. I, I think we were pretty th- <laughs> into, into the thick of things at that point. Uh, what if it was just me understood. and I didn't know? I was like, any day now, this is uh-huh. going to pass. We're good, guys. <laughs> but everyone else knew. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. As my well, dad would say, we'll see. Yeah, that is that, a dad phrase, right? The we'll see is just, yeah. it's basically saying, shut up. It's it's a it's a parent phrase. Yeah, it says mm-hmm. shut up and it says stop bothering me about yeah. this until it's the next time to bother if, me about if, this. If I tell you a firm no, you'll argue. So we'll just do we'll see. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see. see yeah. I don't have kids, but I understand the game of how that goes. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've I've absorbed the we'll see. I think I've said that to my daughter, <laughs> not even realizing that I'm just pacifying her emotions. How about the because I said so? Yeah, that one out yet. Well, she's uh, she's so literal. She she <laughs> she comes back at that with, "Well, why did you say so?" And it's like, "Well, this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> this isn't going to go anywhere." But anyway, this, this is not a negotiation. We, yeah. we do not negotiate with children. Get down. There's and, a bot. I don't know. I went children are <laughs> children are domestic terrorists. So don't negotiate. Get down. With, yeah, get down. There's a bomb in the toy room. Get down. Hey, before we get too, uh, get too far into the episode, I do want to remind everyone that uh, coming up in three weeks here, roughly, well, shorter than three weeks, we got this uh, charity stream for the International Rescue Committee we'd like you to come by and check out on uh, twitch.tv forward slash polymedia network. And that'll be in the show notes there. You can scroll down on your phone or not while you're driving. But at some point, and check out that link, uh, and come hang out with us. I'm pretty excited about it, Alex. You just got some, you got a, a pack of dudes in that you're ready to rifle through live on. That's there. right. Yeah, I, I'm trying to find cheap uh, wax boxes of cards from the '90s, and the cheapest one I found, believe it or not, how this this was pretty cheap. I can't, I couldn't believe it, but I'm looking at it right now behind me. It is 1991 PGA Tour cards. Oh my! So we're going to be talking about Marco Mira, Payne mm-hmm. Stewart, Scott Simpson. Don't, don't, don't spoil it! Don't spoil it! Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's so many names. There's so many cards. There's like this. I might get the entire set just from this box. It's <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but I also want to get baseball cards because everybody loves old baseball names. And sure. uh, but I also want to mix some hockey in there too. So though I've got uh, my my watch list on eBay is uh, full of stuff that i hope Heck to yeah. get so uh i, I hope well, those t- some of those auctions uh come through some of the some cards are ridiculous like i wanted to get just some like upper deck wax box so i just was like all right 94 94 was a good year not 110 dollars for Whoa. a freaking <laughs> wax box i was like uh no i'm gonna pass on that but i i, I at the same time i don't want to get some like horribly generic like tops type thing uh actually yeah i think my my goal right now is to get uh one of my favorite sets of all time was when fleer started the fleer ultra series 
and they were the first company that had Barry Bonds when he first got traded. I don't, I'm not, I don't remember if he was traded or if he just signed as a free agent with the Giants. And that at the time was super cool to have a Barry Bonds card with the Giants. Like that was like, it was a common card that was worth like five, six dollars. It was a lot of, it was a big deal. Big deal back then. Those flare cards like on a, on a thick card stock. Yeah, and glossy. Yeah, a glossy. Yeah, finish. right. To the so glossy that the cards stick to each other. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> it. Man, I just got nostalgic hearing Top Spot. Not not Alex talk about sports dudes. I got nostalgic hearing Top Spot bring up card stock because that yeah. makes me think of his old videos going through print. Yeah, that's right. Oh, the right that's, your, that's the part that was in Mr. my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I've. What's been going on? You've been have you been an outfit in the old game room, gussying her up over there? What's been going on, Top Spot? Well, just little bits and pieces here and there. As far as like content, my last video was just a tiny little. Uh, it was a short forty six seconds of uh, putting little tabs on some of the PlayStation Four games so that you could see at a glance like which ones came with the PlayStation Five upgrade or the PlayStation Pro uh, patch. So. Uh, like, should I play this on the old system or should I go ahead and throw it in the PS5? That kind of a thing. Dang, dude, you that that game room is precise. There's nothing out of order <laughs> in the Top Spy game room. That is untrue, but that's what I show to the public. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have just a pile of stuff like piled up in a oh, closet yeah. somewhere? Oh yeah, I absolutely okay. have a pile right next. That's to That's actually me. kind of reassuring to. Know. It is. Yeah. yeah, he's human. Okay, all right. I've got a stack of unopened Switch games just waiting to uh, open them up. So <laughs> yeah, I right. made it to the shelf. Off the shelf is full. Hey, speaking of Switch games, I'll, I'll segue into a bit of your forte here. Uh, it might have been you that showed me this, which was the. It's a subreddit that's geared toward mm-hmm. livening up the Switch spines because, you know, they're that yeah. plain old communist red. And <laughs> it's like, what's going on here? It's so brutalist. Uh, but a community of folks over there are, I, I want to say, Nintendo 64-ing those Switch spines. Uh, so right. you get a bit of the like game with flair. The, the in-labels. Mm-hmm, with right. the in-labels. Uh, have you outfitted your, your Switch games with uh, with those? Yeah, absolutely. I have. Uh, I made a video about it a while back, and and the reason these are in a pile is because these are the ones I haven't opened yet. So, and I just got back from the printer with that like like three weeks ago. So I have the sheet of spines ready to cut out and stuff into these cases. I just haven't. I, I don't know if I'm going to live stream that or what I'm going to do about it. So that's why I'm just kind of uh, kicking the can down the road on it. But I'll be taking care of that shortly. You know, Trav, you bring up the brutalist nature of the. But as a graphic design dork. Uh, it's it's only what I have my useless associate's degree in. Uh, I will say <laughs> there is a contingent of people that appreciate consistency mm, amongst yeah. stuff, but I am not one of those people. I love seeing, like, for example, the Super Nintendo game, uh, the box of Star Fox, like one side just says Star Fox, like everything else, but the side I have showing in my collection shows all four pilots, and oh. I love that side. It looks really cool, and it really stands out on the shelf. So, but at the same time, though, there are some freaking people that all they want is just information. They don't want design; they want information. 
Right. Well, okay, so I'm, I'm going to counter that because the yeah. problem is that it, it's not consistent. Uh, some of the spines are just in the same font on on stock Switch games, but some are in the game font. Some are justified oh. to the top of the case, well, but some are centered. It's a mess. Yeah, <laughs> it's that's a true. mess. Yeah, it would be. I mean, if they were all like the same, I think I'd have less uh, less of an issue. But, but that fucking Super Bomberman R just kills that's me. That's the one. Yeah, <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, it's it's See, it's the, off. The only ones I've seen have, have all been the same, like Live Alive and you know the Mario. They kind of are meant like to be, but they yeah. definitely did not did not hammer okay. that down perfectly. Well, that's problem. Then I'm with you guys. That's problematic, and it it's but it then adding these, these spines. maniacs need to be stopped. <laughs> oh, 100%. adding these spines, you you can identify the games from across the room, like yeah. uh, all in that wall of red. I can't tell what's what, but from over <laughs> here, I can I point, absolutely yeah. see it's it's kind of iconography too. It's not just whether it's consistent or not. It's not just for aesthetics, is what I mean to say. It's do you guys also got wish that? To it. Do you guys wish that bigger boxes would come back? Because I kind of love mm. that about Genesis games. Uh, first of all, shout out to whoever came up with. Uh, having a awesome plastic protective case for mm-hmm. Sega Genesis yeah. games, which is outstanding. Uh, but I miss uh, you see Top Spot. You mentioned seeing games from across the room. I miss that. Like I, you're, right. that's a totally good point. I haven't thought about. Like, do you guys like? Would you rather pay a little more, like maybe two dollars more, just for like a big, like a wider box <laughs> that shows off like more artwork? I don't. I don't have space. Fine. Yeah, yeah, no. exactly. The space. <laughs> My rack be, is already full. <laughs> <laughs> the space would be a problem, but I think I would do that because I love the game artwork that much. That's one of the most problematic things about vinyl is that it's like, oh, oh what is yeah. this? It's this tiny ass. Oh, what is this? Joan Baez? Okay, I, it's like I, I can't read it. So yeah, it's like it's like putting a book in the bookcase backwards with all that vinyl. It's just a bunch (laughs) of slats. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good idea, but at least like I've got some of these. Like uh, I'm looking at my Wii U right now, so I've got some that were that came with Amiibo. So those are nice, big, thick boxes. So they kind of you know separate out the pack a little bit. So I get the little touches of that on what's on my rack. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I do think that I, th- I think that would be neat, especially for the Switch. I mean, my my gut reaction was, no, nah, let's not create more waste. Uh, but mm-hmm. it would be nice to kind of take in a little bit more of the game art uh, because the covers are all great, but ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's the spine that's going to be visible at any point in yeah. your in your game room uh if you fancy yourself a collector or not even if you have a handful of games it's not like you have them all face out you know though what i wish and what i'm a little bit jealous of uh james rolf who you know he has his his throwback retro movie rental basement where he has all those yeah, yeah. Uh, vhs tapes but he has With them the face wood out panel, wood yeah. panel walls yeah and he has the space to oh, make yeah, them face out like an old rental store and i'm right. like god i wish yeah. i had an like five acres of basement for that. That would be the dream. Well, see, so there's there's the real question. Would you like give up what like two thirds of your collection to make them all face out? No, I would exactly. just buy no buy a gymnasium. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine walking into a gym and it's nothing but shelves of oh, games? Yeah, that's called a convention. Oh, yeah. all right, all right. You got me. You got That'd my be, ass. That's that is the goal. You know. And the, the minute I can afford an old gymnasium, 
We're going. You know what in. you can do? You, I'm sure there's like an old like Kmart that's been long been mm, abandoned. There is. You can, nah, you can man, buy. that's, that's going to be a spirit Halloween come September. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Maybe you can snatch it up cheap, and you can create a new video store there or something. There you go. I, well, I this it's uh, I tell the the town like hey, I got to buy this. It's going to be a video store because it's commercially zoned, but it's just my game room, and no one can come in. <laughs> Uh, it's a, it's a gotta, looking library. You can't check anything out, but you can come in and look. That's right. So I gotta I gotta confide in you guys a little bit. Okay. Uh, I I live in New Mexico where there aren't uh, basements uh, typically mm. in houses, but the basement that or the uh, house we bought uh, about a year and a half ago does in fact have a basement, and uh, there ain't a whole lot going on down there right now because it's just me and my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um. This house is too big for us, probably. But um, what I want to do with the basement eventually, though, number one is I want to get uh, a couple arcade games and nothing too like unwieldy, nothing that won't fit through the door. So I can't do like uh, X-Men four player, Simpsons four player. It's got to be something relatively clean. You know, like I'll take a Galaga. I'll take a. Oh, Alien versus Predator would be amazing. That's one of my mm. favorites. Uh, maybe a shoot 'em up like 1942, or maybe something basic like Frogger. Get that Revolution uh, X. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <no>. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. Arrow track oh, mode runs day basement. and night. <laughs> yeah. God, that would suck. But um, <laughs> the other thing I want to do is I want to, and this is tacky. I know it is, but I I still want to do it. I want to get like a restaurant booth. I want like a two benches facing the same way with a crappy table. You got the napkin dispenser there. You got the generic ketchup and mustard dispensers there. You got your uh, sugar dispensers there for if you want to have coffee. (laughs) So I want to recreate like kind of like a kind of pseudo arcade diner mm-hmm. experience like a roadstop like arcade kind of right like yeah it's 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 just like a like a gas station you stop yeah. at and you 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 sit there and yeah if you want you can play some alien versus predator or street fighter 2 or whatever like that's that's what i want to do that would cost we gotta- 80 gazillion dollars i'm sure <laughs> with a, a shitload of man hours to move all that stuff but and and to keep it working but uh yeah that's kind of my do you guys have like big grandiose visions for what you want to do that is not quite realistic or i want to buy kind of a your gym dream? yeah Just- well we've we've covered that is that your final answer <laughs> uh you know i i i do it, it would take a minute to explain it but i want to touch on what you said and that i i think that that aesthetic for your arcade is the is a more nostalgic environment for me because people always talk about their time spent at arcades as a kid, but I grew up in BFE. There was no arcade. Uh, there was gas stations yeah. that had like what you described, a sticky table with some yeah. napkins on it and a Pac-Man machine and like uh, maybe a sit-down cabinet or something like that. So yeah, um, like Miss Pac-Man and Galaga right. combined. Like, on one, th- those th- were really popular a, back then, yeah. There's a place in my town exactly like you're describing. It's, it's a little <laughs> locally owned diner That's with a, awesome. a Pac-Man cocktail uh, with zero upgrades done to the place in the last 30 years. I love that. <laughs> it's It's perfect. Yeah, take I'll a send picture. you some pics. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, I'm I'm going That's to. Awesome. I'll head over there. There's bound to be a pizza going out of business somewhere, Alex, where you can get like 
old boots. Yeah, that's that's the other thing I want. I need the uh, the old Pizza Hut vibe. The where red cups. I've got a uh, red. I, I need the red cups, and I need the uh, stained glass lamp hanging from the ceiling. I think they were. You can get those on eBay. Sometime. You can. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Somebody. <laughs> this was a discussion point. I think it was with me and Burger Champ. In the Polykill Discord long yeah, ago. Yeah, right. I think I remember this. And the, and the guy <laughs> the, the guy had a horror story about being shipped one of those, and it was shipped literally with like a, a whole bunch of rolls of paper towels for, uh, <laughs> oh. and the thing broke into a million pieces. Or oh, oh like no. That. Yeah. I think that the corollary to the story is when it gets into your house, it just smells like Pizza Hut from, from that moment <laughs> forward. It smells like oil. Yeah, yeah oil exactly. And, and red peppers, yeah. Mm, mm. But God. we we kind of like that smell for a minute. We we think, ah, oh, what it was like to be alive in 1987. Just as an aside, <laughs> like, why the heck? Like, I I understand COVID pandemic. If there's ever a time to bring back Pizza Hut sit down restaurants and to bring back, you know, just like arcade machines, like sitting around, do it. Like, come yeah. on, I want. I, that needs to happen again because I really enjoyed the heck out of uh, that whole scene. Just like seeing what game like, I, we had Gauntlet Legends at one point uh, at the mm. West St. Paul one across from Target. That was awesome. That was so cool. And then you got your pan pizza for like three dollars or whatever, and it was awful and it made your stomach hurt. But who cares? Because you got <laughs> to play Gauntlet Legends. That's right. Absolutely, man. That needs to come back. They should embrace their um, nostalgic heyday, at least for our generation, and and go full on. I think there's I think there's money to be made there, personally. Yeah, hundred percent personal pan. Invest. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. You know. You don't want to talk, Alex. Do you want to briefly touch on the videos that uh, that we made? Oh. You you did some snatch snatch patches for your snatch snatch. Yeah. It's all, all the, for the snatch, yes. Uh, <laughs> the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Uh, yeah, it's uh, just more improvement patches for games. Uh, the biggest kick I got of, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go over all of them, obviously, but mm-hmm. the fact that somebody took the time to make a patch for the Super Nintendo game Dennis the Menace... <laughs> is incredible to me. But that was a twist ending for sure. <laughs> it was incredible. Like I couldn't believe this. Like okay, and the guy did a great job. Like it's it I played the game normally. I I, I should say I stomached the game normally cuz it was pretty bad. It's one of those games that it's so blatantly obvious that they're trying to, you know, throw as much difficulty nonsense in your face to make you feel like you have to buy the game. Like, it's just poorly made. But the patch, at least, like, makes it so, you know, you get less damage from enemies, enemies are easier to kill, it's a little more balanced, and uh, it it's still not a great game at all. But uh, I thought it was fascinating that somebody felt compelled to go through all that work just for freaking Dennis the Menace. And it makes me really excited for the future. Like, who knows? Maybe we'll see a patch for, like, you know, Three Ninjas Kickback or something. Like, or some other Home Alone. <laughs> like, some movie game. It could... Everything's on the table now. It's it's yeah. pretty cool. Family Dog. I don't know if you could make it better <laughs> than it is. You and your family dog. God. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you could improve it, but maybe. Put two dogs in it. There you go. Oh, wow. 
Um, but no, that was a, a great video. Part five of those. I, I'm curious. Like, I mean, I know you 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 have your sheet, and uh, yeah. you're always kind of adding pieces. Like, you have some ideas for videos looking out. But like, yeah, yeah. You know, how are you? Do do a lot of these improvement patches come to you via like people, like just saying like, hey, check this out, or do you actually finding all these? Sometimes uh, I keep kind of a, a a bookmark of new patches and uh stuff new translations and all that on romhacking.net i have a bookmark that just sorts everything by uh date sorted by recent so uh the trouble is that their site doesn't work well with that Mm because a certain stuff gets bumped to the top again if it gets updated like i i see right now ultimate mortal kombat 3 just got updated again uh as of what yesterday yeah so i know to i I have to ignore that one but then there's like just yesterday aaron's golden cookie quest it's a hack of uh super mario world and it's all sorts of nonsense that's uh and yeah i'll I'll check those out i'll i'll try and play them and if i can get past the first level that's that's a good sign a lot of people try and make stuff difficult for the sake of being difficult which is just boring at this point like there's mm-hmm. so many of those it's just a waste of time for everybody but um at the same time there's there's a lot of really good stuff out there uh there's a death and return of superman uh hack that i'm really interested in because um when you play that game, it seems absurd that you're Superman and you take these bad these it's a regular beat 'em up. So these bad guys take like multiple punches to die and they get back up and it's like, dude, this is Superman. Like right. this shouldn't be the case. <laughs> so this guy hacked this game uh and made a patch for it so like you're basically invincible and just like destroy everybody i was like hey i like that idea like it's super i bet the game's more fun that way too yeah Yeah. exactly that's what you expect from superman so i really enjoy stuff like that so yeah i I just kind of bookmark that stuff and keep i keep my ear to the ground uh there's a couple people my risk uh discord risk breaker is the guy that like Inform- mm-hmm. And shirt person's another guy that does a great job um, keeping me informed. He, uh, shirt person is the guy that uh, actually told me about the Star Fox patch that speeds the game way up, which is mm-hmm. super fun uh, and includes like the N64 uh, layout for the display, right. which is also kind of cool. But yeah, I'm rambling a bit here now, but yeah. No, that's that cool. Was, uh, yeah, I, I love I, making those you've videos. You've got a real passion for it. It's good. I love those videos because it really is like Super Nintendo is supposed to be dead for decades and there are still folks out there like updating these games and doing all sorts of interesting things with it. So I love seeing this stuff that people are up to. Yeah. And as Top Spot said, they have a real patch in for it. Real patch. Uh, uh, I did a video on uh, Gorilla War. Gorilla War or Gorilla War as I... Gu- uh, Gorilla War. Yeah, you got to pronounce yeah. it correctly. Gorilla. I tried to convince my sister of that and she was, you know, <laughs> to be 15 and gullible as she was, she didn't buy it. She didn't cave. She said, no, Travis, mm. no, young Travis. It is Gorilla War. I'm telling mom if you don't stop. So uh, that, was a, that was a game that I had as a kid, one of the very few that I 
put ton, ton of time into. So I have I have a I have nostalgic blinders on for it. It's a perfect game to me because I had it as a kid and I beat it as a kid and it was mine. I cherished it. Uh, so um, coming back to it like 20 years later and playing it, I was like, actually, I think it is pretty good. I think it's pretty tight, mm. pretty tight little port. So it was fun to come back through it and, and remember because I haven't played it in years. It was fun to remember Runaway Minecart where I got a rope in all these dudes. Like I remember loving this as a kid because it was a stage I couldn't die in. It's a bonus stage and that was like kind of yeah. novel. So anyway, fun little trip down memory lane for me, but a good game too. People should check it out if you haven't. Yeah, I really enjoyed the part of the video where you went into the instruction book uh, <laughs> because all the the letters that correspond with uh, the weapons do not make any sense at all. No, not at all. Really comical. Yeah, not at all. Um, but yeah, that was fun. And I see that all the time in manuals and I, I never take the time to put that in the video. I just kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's just nonsense. I've, but I've never seen it that bad before. Like, that one was bad. <laughs> well, yeah. the, the L button or the L icon stands for launch, <laughs> launch bullets. Like, what? Oh, like, oh yeah. Like all the rest of the guns do. <laughs> that's that's <a> ridiculous. <laughs> but ridiculous. Yeah, good job. Yeah, and also by doing that video, I realized how to spell gorilla in that way. It's two mm. R's. I'd been putting one R in it like an asshole. It's two R's. <laughs> Spell check didn't even get you on that. They didn't. I just added the second R right now into our sheet. We're all three looking at. Nobody noticed. <laughs> Nobody uh, noticed. But it's two R's. Two R's, two L's. Guard. Hey there, Polymedia family. This is Kevin, and I'm here to tell you about the brand new podcast, Uncle Doug's DVD Bin. Now, I know what you're thinking. What the heck is an Uncle Doug? Well, Uncle Doug gave Trav and myself a massive bin of DVDs that we draw your favorite movies from to give you some facts, the plot, and a whole pile of jokes. We're talking Dirty Dancing to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Best part? It's available wherever you get your podcasts. So give us a download, a listen, a subscribe, and if you're feeling five-star, heck, give us a rating. And just like our Uncle Doug always says, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Uh, let's jump into some emails, shall we? Uh, Go we got ahead. one here from our collective pal, our pal Viar. Goes by Klaus in the emails. Hansa Gruber's Klaus. on the YouTube. Klaus, he says, uh, Kenny's damn baseball game. I sense a little bit of antagonism toward Alex already. He says, hello. As per Alex's multiple recommendations of King Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. Dude, couldn't they have just named it Kenny Plays Baseball? I put it on my SNES Mini and played it. I did some things, and I think I didn't win. Months later, I gave it another try, rocked it, but really didn't. So I lost again without scoring a single point if... Scoring points is even a thing in baseball. I recently stumbled upon your Let's Plays and thought that for fuck's sake, yes, I would finally understand what to do and what the rules are by watching you. I would be able to finally conquer my very first game. But I didn't. Please, Alex, do a video for sports illiterates like me and explain Kenny's baseball game to me. I want to share your enthusiasm for this game. Klaus slash Viar slash Hans Gruber. How, help out the international folk where it's not their pastime, this baseball madness. Uh, Alex, you're going to have to teach them how to play. Uh, that's not something I signed up for. In fact, I thought <laughs> I already did that. I, I did that with the, the Let's Play, where it's like, here's how you 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 want to pitch on a curve, uh, do like a Hadouken-style like downward thing on every fastball so nobody none of the computer opponents make clean contact and 
just it's a game of timing. I don't know. Uh I, I, I'll try to make a, a better video for the next time because God knows I play enough Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball. It's proper name, not Kenny Plays Baseball. <laughs> Kenny Plays Baseball is what I'll forever call it now. I think it's Kenny Plays Baseball from here on. <laughs> <laughs> At least he didn't say Kenneth. Kenneth Plays Baseball. But, uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, I, I already tried to make a video about that and apparently it failed. So I'm a failure. That's the end. It, it does bring up a good point. I need to check this out. I don't play a lot of sports video games myself. I know you both have, uh, definitely. But do the instruction manuals like also explain the whole original sport in addition to the video game? No. Or do they reference things they expect you to already understand about the, the sport? That's no. a good question. And I can reach for the manual right now. Ooh. Let me take a look, and I can bust this out of the box and take a look and see. Because I know the reason I'm doing this is because I know the manual is for this game is very substantial. Yeah, it's like the base. There was a baseball simulator one point zero 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 is like a yeah ninety page novel, but probably doesn't explain to you how to play baseball. It's just all stats. Yeah. Okay. So the way the manual starts. <laughs> It says the birth of the national pastime. Baseball in the United States began modestly in the 19th century. So it starts with like the history of baseball. Mm, not very helpful. Which I'm not sure like people that don't know the intricacies of baseball are going to care about. Um, then there's usual stuff like the game modes. And then there's a breakdown of every single team. Yeah, this this manual basically I mean it, it it says like hey, for hitting B to swing, Y to bunt, uh X to lead off on a base, X X multiple times to steal, that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, but does it define stealing? Like if I don't know baseball, I don't know what stealing is. Right. That's true. Or it why you would ever do it. Yeah. It does not like, go into any of that. Just a curiosity. Like I know it frustrates me. I try to learn new things, but like if you already have to know something to learn it, that that doesn't get you very far. <laughs> it's true. I guess, yeah. yeah, that's that's sports games are also are uh, often very guilty of that, where they're selling to a specific audience. They're not trying to win sure. over new people. So that's a good point. That kind of that kind of sucks. So self-selected audience, yeah. Yep, exactly. So, right, yeah, well, I don't know where where I would turn for like a. Like a beginner baseball game, that would be tough. I'm not Got sure. Got Wikipedia. Watch the Ken Burns documentary. It's uh, of, of baseball. It's, I think it's only 140 hours. By the end of it, you should know something about baseball. All right. So we've got uh, an email titled A Meeting from our friend John O. He says, hey there, drunk friends. Do you think that you two will ever meet in the same location to do a live stream or event together? Or is this something you're deliberately avoiding? Ew. Uh, yeah, we're deliberately avoiding this. I, it's just a terrible situation between the... I, I, I'm mm. speaking through gritted teeth right now. He's Team No just Face, can't. and I flipped over to Face a little bit, and it's been a rift that we can't sew back together. <laughs> That's Remember that time? I forget which podcast it was, but uh, I, I just showed up on camera one day, and you were like, ah. <laughs> Who is that? Somebody <laughs> broke in. Alex, kick that guy out. Oh, that is Alex. <laughs> I, I just wanted to test my like camera setup for work. <laughs> I was just like, oh fuck it, I'll turn this off for, 
freaking uh, for uh yeah for the podcast but yeah we will um i'm headed to or i'm planning i there there's there's no uh tickets there's no uh proof in the pudding yet for this but uh i uh am planning on going to magfest next january especially since it was just announced it'll be january 5th through the 8th i don't know why they pick those days January in in Virginia or it's like the DC area, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's a little. I think it's technically Maryland, but it's basically in the mush of DC, Maryland, Virginia. It's cold yeah, as fuck, it's, and it's probably because it's it, it's cheaper for Magfest to rent it then because who the fuck wants to be there then? I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you fly into the DC airport to get there, or you can would. you go to Richmond? You would probably go to like Reagan Airport. Okay, yeah, because that's yeah. that's what we're planning. Because we we want to go. Uh, I need Trav has talked to uh, ma- massive lengths about the arcade at Magfest, oh, so and I want to know top spot. Are you a big arcade guy? And if yeah, if, yeah, I'll like, take some tokens in. Sure. Yeah. What <laughs> What's your favorite arcade? What's your go to arcade game? Like, if you're at a big arcade, what are you looking for? Uh, man. Um. You know, I like the games that I'm. I like playing new games and playing games that I'm already familiar with. So I'll definitely track down a Killer Instinct one or two. Um, wow, Killer I will Instinct. throw those are. Oh tough. yeah. Oh man, but they're so loud. You can find them anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good uh, point. I, definitely, you know, the definite classics. Uh, I grew up with Donkey Kong and Pac Man, Miss Pac Man, Cubert, all those. So if I see those, I'll go for them. Um, as long as it's not like a ticket. Uh, producing machine, I'll, I'll I'll give it a shot. You're not a skee ball guy. N- well, uh, maybe when the kids are around to try to help mm. them, you know, buy a fifty dollar uh, pencil eraser or something. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what, no man. You got to climb up the skee ball machine and just drop balls yeah, in the middle. Just start dropping them in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just reach under the plastic. Everybody, everybody knows somebody that's done that. It's classic. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I I'm not, I don't think I'm done reading this email from Jono. He continues. Uh, but yeah, the point is, is that I'm going to uh, hopefully meet my co-host one of these days. Yeah. Uh, and four, four we months. should absolutely do a uh, a live podcast of some Ooh, kind, and with all sorts of guests. It should yeah. be like a big like hour, like three hour long thing where we have people just like showing up. Boom. And just like stopping by, and here's Petey, here's yeah. Burger Champ, here's this person, here's that person. <laughs> That's all the people you could name. That's good. That's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> well, okay. If if Briz wants to come by, he can. Uh, uh, nah, I, I don't you. know who else usually goes there. Does Pam usually go? Pam usually Pam, goes there, right? Pam, yeah. Good old Copton Drachma. I don't know why I said Copton. But oh, Copton Drachma, the old cop. Sometimes you want to cop the drachma. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? That's a good idea, though. I'll bring I'll bring uh, some equipment, and we will uh, we'll commence a recording sesh live from Macfest. It will it'll be recorded, but um, yeah, we'll have fun. That'll be cool because uh, I I noticed it was uh, a Thursday to Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, we would probably get there on a Sunday and um, then go nuts on. Or I I'm sorry, go nuts. Yeah, get there on a Thursday, go nuts on Friday, mm-hmm. and then. Pearl and I, being old and like basically introverts, we would just not really do a whole lot the next day. 
And I think that would be a good idea to kind of wind back a bit and do the uh, podcast. Yeah. Where maybe we've got random people walking in to... You guys said you had like crockpots set up and stuff like that for that's, food. That's all Burger Champ, man. He's the he's the goddamn room that sounds, magician. That sounds so awesome. It's like, pretty good. Yeah. It's a fire hazard, but it's a good time. It's delicious. <laughs> it's that's fine. I'm willing to take the risk because that <laughs> that chicken that he talks about and everybody raves about. Like I can't wait to try it. It's but got yeah, cocaine I, in it. There's something about it. Like it can't just be chicken. I've had it three times, and every time I'm like, "Yeah, no, it's 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 really good." The guy needs to open a restaurant. It sounds like but he yeah. should. He should. Burger Champs. Do at least grill. one uh, Zoom meeting from there, so you can write it off. It's a business expense. The whole trip. <laughs> mm, now we're talking. Excellent. Uh, Top spot. I know that you are uh, very secretive with your your face and your body and your location and your job <laughs> and everything else. Is it a pipe dream? Do you want t- me to send you a dick pic? What are you getting at? Please. please yes. <laughs> DMs are oh open. My. DMs are open. Uh, and if, I swear, if it's just a picture of Dick Cheney, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> Ugh. But, Richard uh, Nixon. Is, is it a pipe dream to ever, to just even hope that we'll ever meet Top Spot in person at any point in our lives? Or are you just, you up in the cabin with, with whatever you're doing up there with your chainsaws and your victims? No, I... I I absolutely hope we can get together some at some point at some uh, event somewhere. Uh, I look uh, with a lot of fondness at some of the meetups that the Cartridge Club has had. Um, mm. I it's just it's just tough. It's tough for me to get away and and like at my base, I don't really like to travel. Mm, and the older yeah. I get, the more cantankerous I get about it. Yep. But uh, I, I'm not going to say it's an impossibility. Hundred percent with you on traveling. It's it's getting wor- it's getting more it's getting more hard getting harder <laughs> there you go there you go but yeah basically when with top spot it's like so you're telling me there's a chance I feel yeah like exactly right yeah Lloyd. yeah, yeah. Right. uh jono's email continues uh i i don't think i did i finish reading oh this? you didn't finish you did it. i think we answered it but there is a little bit more at the end to go ahead it, it's fun yeah he, he does he does say i just want to pay respects to our our emailer here uh being that you both well, no, it'll ruin the will they, won't they of your relationship. Are people shipping us? <laughs> <It's> ridiculous. <laughs> Thus destroying or concluding the sexual tension that fills every episode as a mm. result cause the do- cause the downfall of the podcast and both your channels. Have a great weekend. Oh, well, thanks, Jono, for making yeah. it awkward. That was, that was encouraging. I didn't realize the tension was oh, so there's palpable. There's got to be fanfic after this. Oh, no. Don't encourage anybody. Jeez. <laughs> fanfic complete with freaking artwork, even though nobody knows what I look like. It's going to be the SNES drunk logo, like some guy with the <laughs> SNES drunk logo. With arms and legs coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> very cool guy Mike did, uh, did a little promo. Yeah, very cool guy Mike did like an actual animated thing of what... Of of him appearing on the show, right? That was which awesome, was hilarious. Awesome. Yes, and awesome. That was awesome. All right. Uh, next up, we got an email from a one Adam, titled "Favorite Sound Tests in Games." And Adam sends us. Uh, he sent us this email a while back, and then he followed it up more recently, uh, calling us out. So I thought I'd share it here, and we can have some fun with it. He says, uh, "Trav and Alex, 
Uh, big up to both of you for the two plus years of solid work on this podcast. And thank you, Adam. Appreciate hearing that. Uh, looking forward Truth. to hearing more of them and learning more about video games slash obscure 90s pop culture references. And just for good measure, here's one. Tim Van Egmond. Let's stop right there. Alex, Tim Van Egmond, where are you at? You're, you know that? You know who that is? Nothing. If I had to guess, I'd see the guy from uh, Information Society. Uh, yeah, but I'm going to Googling Google it. and see mm. the baseball Oh, he's player. a baseball player. Mm-hmm. No, I have no memory of this guy like whatsoever. Oh, wow. You got it's one a great, over. It's a, it's a great name, though. Oh, he's a Boston guy. That's why. He drafted by the Red Sox, and he was a crappy pitcher, and he flamed out. No, I have no memory of this guy. What if that's Adam's any- dad, and you just fucking win at him? <laughs> I just went after your ass, Tim Van Egmond. We scroll down, it's like, oh, this is from an email from Adam Van Egmond, and uh, he writes. <laughs> and then you're like, Tim Van Egmond, what a Boston piece of shit. <laughs> he was a nobody, a nothing. I hate him. Uh, clam chowder eating. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've, now we've ostracized all of our Boston listeners. Come all back. Right, all right. We love you Good. all. Good. Um, Keep them away. No, oh, come on. Right, right, Dylan. Right, Dylan. Dylan. Talking to you. He listens to these in batches every six months, and six months from now, he's going to send me a message to be like, what the hell, dude? Be like, yeah, I know. I tried to stop him. Uh, Anyway, Adam Van Eggman goes on to say, my question for you guys is about something that I feel like uh, left games altogether once we entered the 2000s, and that was games having a sound slash or, I'm sorry, having a sound check slash test in the options menu. It was more than just picking stereo, mono, Dolby, surround, or whatever. With this, you could pick and play songs from the game or just an assortment of sound clips. So if you had to make a top 13 game sound checks, what would make the cut? And we're probably not going to get into a top 13 here, but I will continue the email nonetheless. <laughs> he says, I'll get the ball rolling with the one that prompted this thought, and it was WWF In Your House on the PlayStation. The sound test contained a bunch of sounds that I never heard in the game at any point, including the guys from Acclaim seemingly doing their best attempt at a Michael Jackson, I guess that's the, uh, ooh, like the high, p- it's hard to phonetically do that in an email, but I'm going to assume it was the, the Michael Jackson, ooh, uh, as well as Mr. Perfect saying Ultimate Warrior with his excitement gradually increasing. Alex, I think you should take take this over. Do you have a Mr. Perfect you can do for this? Not really, but I can say Ultimate Warrior? Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior! Ultimate Warrior! <laughs> I think you fucking nailed it. You just auditioned. You're That's the next, perfect. you're Mr. Perfect in his, in his biopic. Mr. Per- you gotta say it like me and Gene with the Chicago accent. You gotta say Mr. Perfect. <laughs> Mr. Perfect. Oh, that got me good. That got me good. Uh, he says Lex Luger, the total, Lex Luger, the total package. <laughs> <laughs> it's that Chicago accent that he's got. Oh, Mr. Perfect. I wish we had another hour to that uh, charity stream. I'd have you just do Chicago words for a whole hour. Ah, <laughs> bears. Bears. You know, Money. you talk about uh, Michael Jordan, the doubles. Oh, the my bears. God. We bust Dick. our ass for. 24 hours, and in that last hour, Alex hauls in just tons of money doing chicago <laughs> uh, All right, Adam goes on to say, uh, I'm not going to lie, my brothers and I probably messed around more with this sound test option, more than we played the actual game itself, because the game was sort of crap, and it didn't have Stone Cold in it for some reason. 
Keep up the fun and videos and hope you guys have a good Memorial Day or 4th of July or whatever holiday is happening when you read this. And I'll tell you what holiday is happening, Adam. My birthday's on Monday. Whoa! Let's, yeah, that's Boom. right. We'll celebrate that. It had been a while and we didn't cover uh, this email. It had been in the hopper and Adam responded a couple months later and was like, uh, I'm assuming that after hearing two episodes straight of you guys saying you need you need emails to read and not hearing this one uh, get read yet means that sound tests are too niche. Uh, not actually surprised after rereading my question, LOL. And you know what, Adam? No, it's not too niche. I'm bringing it here live. We're doing it. <laughs> We're probably not going to do wow. a top 13. But do you guys have m- memories of messing around with sound tests? I can tell you, like, the one, uh, one of the t- sound tests I'm the most familiar with would be, like, Sonic 2. Because to like enable a stage select, you had to go into to the sound test, yes, and play the the right numbered sounds to get to where you needed to go. So a lot of familiarity with that one in particular, and I always checked them out uh, whether it was a game I bought or a rental. I always went and checked it out. Oh, you did? You actually went specifically in? No, I, I yes, I went. I I wouldn't like play every sound or anything, but I went in there to check it out. You know, play a few or whatever. Um, I can tell you for a fact. Uh, Born and raised uh, 80s slash 90s kid, I use sound tests to make a few of my video game soundtrack mixtapes. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not every game had a sound test, so you'd like have to get to the stage that had the song that you liked. And then, you know, some games the music still play when you pause it, or you have to like situate yourself in a, in a place where you wouldn't get hurt so you could let the, uh, the music <laughs> play and, and record it off the tape. Oh, that's Yeah, and then genius. hope there's not any enemies popping up. To make yeah, exactly. Or anything, yeah. Like just off memory, like Plock uh, for the SNES. The that's got <laughs> great music, and when you pause it, the music just plays. So that was good. Mm. But other games, you had to figure out other ways of getting it. Well, what I did, uh, and at the uh, behest of my brother, actually, was um, okay. So one of the first Super Nintendo games I got, I got for my birthday, was uh, WWF WrestleMania Challenge. Oh, and this yeah. was the first of the Super Nintendo WWF games. It's pretty bad. Uh, no special moves. It's just a lot of punching and kicking and elbow drops. And, you know, it was cool to, like, play as Legion of Doom and Sid Justice and, you know, Hulk Hogan and all these people. But if you left the... If you went to the uh, Wrestler Select screen and you just left the uh, cursor on that screen their music would play and we would put our tape recorder up to the tv mm-hmm. to record each theme and we did that also for uh royal rumble which came out i think like a year and a half later uh so yeah i i was all about get that was the only way to get uh entrance music from pro wrestlers it's funny this guy uh adam mm-hmm reference that because that's what we would do to get this music so we could listen to it and pretend we're mr perfect or pretend, <laughs> <laughs> pretend we're hulk hogan awesome. or legion of doom or nat the even the natural disasters had their music and it's just like the sound of an earthquake like it's like <laughs> that's the dumbest music ever but whatever we, we can still record it i guess but yeah i did that all the time for wrestling games as far as other games um, I remember Final Fight having uh, a sound an, a sound test that did everything, and yeah, sure, there there were certain times where I would sit there and just 
listen to the music and just kind of enjoy it. I I, I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but I don't think so. Was, I think I was weird. I just didn't. Sounds good to me. Care. I wanted to play the game, and the music was like, "Why would you have this in a menu? Just play the game and listen." Like I just didn't get it. That well, <laughs> that's the thing is that I owned Final Fight, and I I had already beaten it and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. So it's like, well, what else is in this game? So yeah, the sound test is there. So I liked it. And plus, Final Fight music hits different on Super Nintendo. It's got that bass to it, which I really like. Right on, man. Yeah, but this isn't sound test related specifically, but this reminded me of one of my favorite sound bites or effects. Probably you would call it a sound bite. But in playing the original Tomb Raider on PlayStation, whenever you do something that or try to do something that Laura Croft can't do, like if you try to access something from the menu that you don't have, she goes, no. No, and yeah. we used to hit that over and over again and just fucking laugh because it was so stupid. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> it was so hilarious to me. So anyway. now that you mentioned that, that now that you mentioned that, there were certain sounds in the Final Fight sound test. You know, there, because there was music and then there were sound effects. There were two mm-hmm. different categories, and there were certain sounds on the uh, Final Fight sound test that weren't used in the game, like at mm-hmm. all. And me and my brother were like fascinated by that, mm-hmm. so we we didn't know what to do with that information. We we were just like, uh, "What is this?" And it, I came to know like way, 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 way after the fact that it's it was stuff they meant to include in the arcade, but uh, couldn't for probably space reasons. I'm guessing. Mm-mm-mm. Well, now you know. Now you my. <sighs> <laughs> no <laughs> come on uh doing what i can doing what i can you know what top spot you got access to this sheet you want to read this last one not sure so this uh is brought to us by carl asking the best retro games to play with my wife he says hey alex and trav i could really use your advice on some games to play with my wife it's been hard for us to find old retro uh, games to play together. I think it's partly because I'm a little older than her. I was born in 1985. Excuse me. I was born in 1985, and she was born in 1989. So while I grew up playing Mario World on the SNES, she's more familiar with games on the N64 and GameCube, which I really never got into and don't really want to. Another issue we have is that we can be really competitive. We picked up a Switch over the pandemic and discovered pretty quickly that game sessions go best when we have to work together. We had the most fun playing co-op games with some light puzzles like Unravel 2, I love that game, and Luigi's Mansion. We'd love to get into the NES or SNES co-op scene. Any recs for us? Something where we are on the same team and preferably where the characters are cute. Thank you from Carl. Carl, representing the 1985. Me too. Me too. The best answer there, especially because they want stuff to be cute, uh, is probably Pocky and Rocky. Pocky and, and Rocky. Pocky that was Rocky my too. my thought too. Yeah, but and those, uh, definitely Goof Goof Troop. Oh, Goof Troop. Oh, a good one. Goof Troop is perfect. 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 Yeah, great suggestion. Goof Troop is much more player friendly. Pocky and Rocky is really hard. Uh, mm. And the second game, the sequel is too. But yeah, Goof Troop is probably the way to go. There's also uh, Kirby Superstar, which um, oh yeah, you can uh, spawn another character. It's one of those things where That's it's like pull. it doesn't it doesn't start out as two player, but you can gain a second player. So that you know that takes a little patience, but yeah, Goof Troop. I, I agree, Top Spot. Goof Troop is the way to go. 
Did did you have a video, Alex, about uh, a ROM hack of Goof Troop with more levels or something like that? Yeah, Am I it's misremembering? Just, it, no, it, it was part of the ROM hacks video I did a, a few months ago. Thanks for mentioning that. Because that was, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just more Goof Troop, basically. And sometimes yeah. that's all people want. It's just extra stuff. Just more. I, yeah, just more. And those get... Those games hold up real well, you know, for replayability anyway. So if you get yep. through it, you know, pick it up again in six months. You're not going to remember everything. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. I don't have anything retro-wise I'd suggest, but my wife and I have been playing through It Takes Two, which I uh, I right. don't think that's on the Switch, but that one is solid because <laughs> your, your characters are cute. You get to play together, and it's about couples coming together anyway. It's kind of got a meta message behind it so um if you ever get a, a xbox or playstation try that that's out. a real real good one uh we tried to play that but my wife isn't up to the task on 3d gaming she kind of she uh her favorite game symphony of the night but she didn't play much beyond that so mm. handling the movement and the camera controls at the same time is like uh you know rubbing your head and patting your belly to her <laughs> she can't quite <laughs> manage it yeah. yeah you know it's it's not an easy game either it's it's got some tough tough spots so uh yeah sure sure and then there was a playstation 2 game was it adventures of cookies and cream uh specifically a co-op game too again not exactly retro but i guess maybe it is playstation 2 that's probably retro now Uh, 20 years old Mm. no yeah i'd count it yeah for sure i mean if if it came out the same during the same period where bands that came out then are showing up on my classic rock station i call it a retro system Mm -hmm. you know Starting here, Green Day on my classic rock station. Like, what the hell? <laughs> no way, no way. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good email, Carl. Hopefully, uh, we helped you out here. Yeah. Goof Troop's a solid one. Goof Troop's so good. Do you never yeah, remember any for the NES? I don't remember co-op uh, games on the NES. Jackal. I know a lot of competitive. Exactly. Jackal. Jackal. Yeah. Jackal. Well, I mean Contra. Technically, I mean, Guerrilla War. Co-op. Guerrilla War would be great because yeah. uh, you get infinite um, infinite lives. Continues. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So not like specific co-op elements, but you're still playing at the same time and and helping out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, good call. And there's probably another one I'm not that's not coming to my mind right now, but I just I'm stuck on Goof Troop. Like I want to go play that right now, so I have a hard time picking <laughs> up. There's a DuckTales 2 uh multiplayer patch, but that's probably too much work. Mm. Good call though. You know, before we get out of here, Top Spot, I know that you just started mm-hmm. recently streaming a little bit, and I know it's uh, it's tough for you given your your line of work or whatever it is you do out there. I don't know. I don't pretend to know. You drive medvac helicopters or something, or you're in a space shuttle. I don't know. Maybe you're on the space <laughs> station. I don't know what you do. But um, you said, you, you know, you can't stream regularly, but you did get into it, and you've been streaming a little bit. I've caught a few of them. I think they're really good. You do some puzzle games and stuff like that. You're very... And it helps yeah. that you're... One, you're entertaining to listen to, and you're very. Um, well, I try. You're 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 a smart guy, so when you're solving those puzzles, it's, it's pretty fun to watch. I like watching good people do good stuff. But anyway, talk talk up the, your stream at least a little bit for us. W- what do you got going well, on over there? And what do you like doing? Yeah, I don't have a like you mentioned. I don't have a schedule set up yet. I'm I'm trying to find a good schedule. The problem is my my day starts very very early, early compared to most, and ends a little early too. So what would be a good stream time for me wouldn't catch most of the this country at least. Um, so I'm still trying to figure out how, how best to do it. 
and this is early days. I'm just trying to see what works best for me. So I'm I'm doing a mix of I've I've done some streams where I've played some games that I've never played before, and then I've done some streams where these are games that I I know and like already. I just want more people to know and like them too. So definitely trying to you know just spread the good word on a few games and. Mine for sure is kind of a goal at this point. Maybe in the future it'd be different, but just because getting your stream legs, I don't want to do anything super action heavy right now. There's like a lot going on, and that's why I've been kind of leaning into the puzzle aspect. Uh, it is a favorite genre for me anyway, but you know, uh, it's a little more of a calm pace <laughs> if with uh, trying to keep up with chat and everything else. I can't really imagine doing a, a full on action game. Uh, and trying to do all that at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Some people are, are skilled at balancing conversation oh, and a tough game at the same yeah. time, and not being hungry frustrated for with sure. Hungry is good. Yeah, blink. Pam, man, blink for sure. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get there too, maybe. But I'm just kind of testing the waters. Um, kind of just a challenge to myself. I uh, that's cool. Yeah, like YouTube is is a certain set of skills, and I've I haven't you know I, I kind of feel almost like I've plateaued with what I can learn from making videos for YouTube. So I just wanted to kind of branch out and try to do different things, mm. not really to spread my myself, but like like I said, it's it's a very games first streams. I, I'm I want to show the games, so yeah. if I can bring a few people along, that's what I'm trying to do. What was right. that game that you played? Uh, it was like this uh, Zen like balance. Yeah, a, what, what that was, was one of the first ones. That was Art of Balance. Art of it's Balance. A, it's a, yeah, it's a very good one. I thought it'd be a good one to kind of show out there. It's a download only game, but it's been it's not new. Uh, the the first version came out on the Wii as WiiWare, um, and that developer has brought it forward. So it's on the Switch. It's on the PlayStation Four. It's it was on the Wii U, which is what I was playing it from. It's even on a 3DS. But I just think uh, I recently bought it and I wanted to explore it a little bit more. And I thought doing it on stream would be the perfect way to do that. It's a very very cool game. I was playing it last night actually. That's a it's a great game to have to do while something else is on. So uh, uh, you know, podcast or, or having something on the TV or whatever, and and playing that game while, while something else is in the background. It's perfect for that. Yeah, aesthetically pleasing, good music, mm -hmm. and was fun to watch. Even when you failed, it was still kind of fun as a viewer to be like, "All right, what could he have done right. differently there?" Like, where I don't know. I thought that was a uh, riveting as far as stacking blocks well, and watching you. them fall go. Um, <laughs> right. Another thing I wanted to bring up uh, before we got out of here, you're really good at identifying games that whether they're on the mobile platform, maybe they're just like somewhere where most gamers in our circle wouldn't look. Maybe we're a little bit more mm -hmm. console-focused or PC-focused, but uh, you, you tend to find some that have, you know, like Art of Balance, for example. Maybe it started uh, mobile or online or something like that. Uh, and I talked up... Um, gosh, what I can't was a uh, Slayer. Uh, what's Sl it called? Slay, Slay Away Camp. Slay, Slay Away, Away Camp. Camp because you had That's introduced what that. It was yeah. I, I super appreciate you checking that game out too. By the way. Oh, yeah. I love that game, and I was going to ask if you had other recommendations uh, of that ilk because that game, uh, it's an instant favorite. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I kind of I'm I'm interested in playing everything. Like like no one needs my help to find a good PlayStation Four or Five game. Like everyone knows what those good ones are, but like I've I've delved into some of these other catalogs and and I just want to share what I found. Um, that if you're talking about that specific game mechanic, I will be doing some streams with some other games that that use that mechanic. There's a there's a series called Quell Q U E L L. Um, they're on mobile, but they're also on on like the 3DS and. 
I'm not sure if they're on uh, other consoles, but they use this. It's it's a completely different aesthetic, mm-hmm. um, but but it's the same mechanic of sliding things around and and having to pre-plan your moves out and and accomplish whatever the tasks are. And I'll, I'll be showing those off a little bit because again, like this was. I don't know what the mobile market is like, but it was popular enough that they've made like two or three of those. So that's usually an indicator that there's some quality behind it. Right on. Yeah. And I, I try to, if I'm doing mobile games, I try to not focus on ones that have, you know, predatory mm. uh, practices mm. and stuff. I'm trying to find some that are, you buy it and you play it, or yeah. um, maybe there's a free portion, you know, and then you can upgrade. So I don't want to show off gotcha games or anything like that. That's useful. Me and Trav just talked about Oh, yes, you did. Last episode. Uh, last episode. Uh, games that, uh, they're kind of gotcha, but you can, pl- you can play free, but... You can ignore also, them, yeah. Yeah, they also uh, punish you for playing free. <laughs> right. <laughs> By yes. making you play more. <laughs> exactly. They punish you with your own life. And make you live longer <laughs> so you can enjoy it. Um, you're also a bit of a VR guy, too. Do you have any VR mm-hmm. recommendations off the cuff that maybe folks hadn't heard of or heard about or should know oh, more about? Oh, Lord. Um, well, uh, boy, you caught me off guard with that question. Uh, I haven't okay. been in my my quest, my quest MetaQuest helmet in, in about half a week. There is an air guitar <laughs> game in there that I'm ex- uh, checking out. Oh. Uh, it's like Guitar Hero, but it's all air guitar because oh, the Quest cool. 2 has, has hand tracking. Fun. So it can see where your fingers are. So it can do oh, it without wow. a peripheral at all. That's kind of neat. There's another one. Um, man, I'd like to know the name of it. Uh, where you are, it's a Viking. You're doing, it's, it's basically another Guitar Hero like game, but it's, it's the drum tracks and you're, you're drumming to the beat because you're, you're, uh, like in a kayak and all the people are rowing and you've got to keep them in rhythm to keep them rowing, uh, you know, as fast as they can. And it's it's all like Celtic music and and a really rocking soundtrack. Um, it's got a clever clever name, but again, like I said, you caught me off guard with that. <laughs> so oh, we hopefully find out that, what that game isn't about uh, the Minnesota Vikings because uh, no, they're just gonna <laughs> dive out the boat when it matters and just yeah. Was the uh, <laughs> what was the air guitar game? Is that one called Unplugged? I was doing some quick off yeah, the cuff. I, I uh, think it is. Yeah. All right, and then I'm I'm looking for the Viking game. I don't know what will come up. Uh, there's Ragnarok, Ragnarok, yes, Ragnarok, perfect okay. name for it. Um, I, these are I haven't played them a whole a whole heck of a lot, but uh, just as far as good VR concepts, like Ragnarok should have been made like eight years ago. <laughs> like it's such a perfect, perfectly executed concept. Uh, great name, and and the gameplay is pretty good too. Right on, man. I love some top spot recommendations, dude. Thank you so much. Oh yeah, gosh dang. Uh, well, I think that's I think that's gonna wrap us up here, Alex. Unless you got something cooking. Yeah, we 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 got one hour in here. Quality conversation. So Nailed it. Let let's roll. Let's roll. All right. Well, everyone, that's been another Drunk Friend Podcast. And guess what? You can reach out to us with questions or comments at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. We'll respond or read it here eventually. And please hop on over to the polymedianetwork.com to check out our other podcasts. we got Tales of Lesser Medium, Polykill, Petey's Power Hour, Indie Quest, and Uncle Doug's DVD bin all up in there. And again, be sure on uh, August 20th and 21st to be looking out for that uh, Polymedia Network uh, charity stream for the international rescue committee that's right big 24-hour stream i'm gonna be reading a bunch of guys guys from the pga (laughs) from 1991 Payne stewart 
Scott mm. Simpson, Scotty Simpson. Just a oh, taste. once he starts, he won't stop. Just a Jeff taste. Sluman. Oh, Sluman. Slu- oh, yeah, the Slu. Sluman. Mm. Uh, if you're not interested in sending an email, no big deal. Just give us a rating review on a podcast app of your choice, and that'll help us out big time. And in fact, you can rate it on Spotify right now. Do it. Uh, you can find us all on social media on Twitter. I'm at Draft Plays Games. Alex is, of course, at SNES Drunk, and Top Spot is at topspot123 and that's how you'll find him on Twitter or I'm sorry on uh, YouTube and Twitch as well yep that's right and the track you hear right now supposedly I don't know I trust Trav but <laughs> it was composed by our friend Coolor and is called Electric Star Bounce and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page and that's a shout out to Josh Leslie for our thirst quenching logo damn too yes I even tweaked the script a little bit, seeing if I could trip you I've up. I've been practicing. Okay. All right. Uh, be sure to catch <laughs> us all on YouTube. Thanks for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Everybody take care. <laughs>